Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby and many other things. Uh, today it's a two-man podcast. We haven't had one in a while, uh, actually. Uh, Matt, how are you? How's it going? Um, I'm not too bad. Sorry for everyone if they were expecting someone else besides me for the two-man part. <laughs> Shane, why are you putting yourself down? Oh, no, I'm just joking. Just joking. It just chilled. Yeah. Chilled. Um, how is life in Tumbuscliff in Cape Town? Not too bad. Reminds me. I need to close the window because I think that motorbike's going to kick off any second. Yeah. Um, it's pretty insane how it's at the same time. Ben, um, there's a COVID scare in Mauritius. By COVID scares, they have six cases across the entire island. So they've shut islands. down the schools. Yeah, so they they really take shit to the next level. So he he's out, and yeah, Alex Alex is unavailable. And uh, to be honest, we didn't ask Anton Full because none of us remembered. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> to do so. Yeah, so uh, we'll just do a two-man pod today. But uh, look, lots to talk about. Super Rugby um, Aotearoa is ongoing as a Super Rugby AU. Their doubts about the Trans-Tasman competition, which we'll get stuck into later in today's oh, discussion. Oh, uh, I saw it on stuff. Uh, I don't see it. I think it's part of the Murdoch's group. This is interesting. They get content that you normally have to go through a paywall yeah. to get um, versus like City Morning Herald or something like that. But anyway, we, we will chat about it. Um, I know there's there's that rugby in South Africa. We'll maybe look at the scores, but I won't lie. I don't there's really care about played it. this it? weekend. They're playing midweek oh, this week. Uh, right. Oh, yes, of course, the 10-day break, uh, as as has been decided. Um, let's see here, there's anything else? Missed, but yeah, look, let's, let's start off familiar with um, the news. There's, have you got the British and that the British and Irish lines are all but unofficially going to look like they're going to be playing in the UK as news? Ooh, where is that? There's Sorry, no, I'm on a so website no. talking about the Harry. Oh Christ! There's no. No one's reporting it yet, like, confirmed, because obviously the second they announce a decision, they have to refund all the tickets, so they're uh, waiting uh, on that for as long as possible, but it seems uh, like yeah. it's, all the journals in the UK are saying it's all but confirmed. Where, where do you have a source? Let me find one now, I'll link you one now. Yeah, but look, uh, what's today? March 8th, South African time. Yeah. Um, and they they ruled out playing in Australia, but they may yet play at empty SA venues. I must say though, there's there's been some murmurings uh, about about them playing in the UK, but the the major issue was they need a government guarantee to play in in the UK uh, because they need the stadiums at least 25% full, and it's very much about the UK vaccination program. Whether they can get up going fast mm. enough to yeah. to get going, but but it, uh, to, to add to what you've just said though, that does seem like the way the wind is blowing. Yeah, but, let me find. Uh, yeah. there were two journals I follow that said I'm gonna find it now. No, again, I'll carry on looking for it. Well, look, yeah. So there, there was a story in Rugby Pass today. I mean, it's not quite just about Chris Jones. Lions series in the UK still missing vital part of the financial jigsaw. Uh, and the British Lions Alliance have denied they've already been assured of government money to underwrite a home series against the box this summer. Um, and it has been estimated that SRB, as the host, they would bank 
about 23 million pounds, 500 million rand, if crowds are allowed into the matches. So that's vital. I think they'll probably expect Kimber Ball if hosted in South Africa, but even then, that's a huge win for SRAB needs. But according to Lions sources, and again, it's from Rugby Pass, the Spark claims at the weekend that the Treasury was willing to ensure the Lions do not suffer any financial loss. If the tour is staged in the UK with four tests, Dublin, Trickland, Murrayfield, and Cardiff, no assurances have been received as yet. The Lions have submitted a bid for help, which is still being considered, although they insist that the proposed tour is still on the table despite South Africa's ongoing battle with COVID-19, while the British government weighs up the pros and cons. Oh, the Daily Maverick. Uh, if anybody wants to read about South African political stuff or anything, uh, Daily Maverick, great, great journalism here in South Africa, uh, one of the few good ones. The South African online paper, the Daily Maverick, claims to have projected income for a normal tour, which would pump a staggering 308 million pounds, 6.6 band, 6.6 billion rand in, into the South African economy. I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, and they claim that the direct expenditure was projected at 163 million pounds. The rand to the pound is about 20 to 1. Uh, but that's not going to happen. So in- income for SRB would be hit if fans are not allowed into the stadium. Other television rights will still be a significant warfare. The tours proposed would earn SRB's government the 500 million rand the bulk of which was broadcast rights. So, I mean, it's a huge uh, loss hmm. for, for, for South Africa as a whole. I mean, that's, that's a real shame. Uh, yeah, you're going to say? So I found, I can't find the journals, but I found Wales Online reporting on what Daily Mail are saying and that they say the UK series could be confirmed in this coming week. It's an eight with an eight-game eight schedule being the preferred choice, and that would include warm-up games against the US, Japan, and the Barbarians, as well as then the games against SA. Ben's favorite paper, Wells yeah. Online. Wells Online. Yeah. With a cover photo of Gatland in his <laughs> Lions jacket. Looking miserable. Yeah. So yeah, we will, uh, so, we will wait and see uh, what happens. Yeah. But yeah, I know a lot of sentiment I saw online was the UK is kind of looking f- looking for it to go there because it's for them it's like a, they're calling it a once in a lifetime opportunity to see see a Lions tour, but it mm-hmm. kind of rings false because I mean it's not, is it a Lions tour if the Lions don't go on tour? I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say yes. Okay. Because they they literally touring the UK yeah, I suppose. and Ireland. If you want, if you want me to get technical about it, but, um, but I'm sure that many of your listeners have, have felt we we are pretty bitter about this whole COVID thing. Um, it was meant to be South Africa's turn, and we've been fucked over, um, and we certainly needed it more than most. Yeah. But and, and we're the reigning world champions, uh, except we're gonna have to do a Crusaders out of the Christchurch earthquake, and. Um, play away but it'll be a unique challenge in a sense mm. uh, i just think it will go ahead this year um and you know a four test versus the lions will also be a once in a lifetime experience versus the three test series so i guess it's gonna take the excuse me the the, the good of the bad and what about one. adding the U- games like the u.s and japan barbarians i don't mind because barbarians are like yeah. A test warm-up side, and yeah, but like adding Japan and the US, 
inviting them along. I'm not entirely jazzed about that. No, no, that's a money grab. Um, Japan, especially but... US, maybe not so much, but MLR is making waves at least. By the looks yeah, of I mean, MLR is the future of rugby. Um, Did you oh, say that my daughter is busy, very, yeah. very unhappy in stairs? Yes. I was going to say, MLR is being very clever. Did you see this week that I think it's the Toronto Arrows, which are like the second side to announce like a craft brewery attaching to the team as like the official like brew of the team. I think that's what the, I mean. But I think the is, Arrows one is a yeah. cider, but still. Dude, it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, just it's, how, it's clever. It's just how imaginative. I think it like, was, When it comes to sports marketing, marketing and ties up and all that sort of stuff i'll, I'll just say north america being what we'll call it canada and the u.s are miles ahead any sa rugby union if they tie this like oh we're going to get a craft brewery into ellis park sab would throw a shift fit and say no we're not mm-hmm. giving you a castle anymore etc etc et like one of one of the which uh, is funny because they've got inbev they've got inbev there yes. which is as bad as SAB, yes. as it's SAB's parent company at this point. Uh, exactly. Because of a part, the apartheid government, one of the worst effects uh, from an economic perspective is that the economy is dominated by monopolies. Yeah. And SAB being one of them. Will I be? But yeah. Um, but yeah. See what I mean? They, they are the future of rugby. What, what isn't the future, apparently, is Bernard Barrett. He was taking umbrage, one of the worst practices in English rugby. This is Rugby Pass's headline. He was busy complaining about time wasting. Oh, fuck. I saw uh, that. I saw the you're tweet. Asking why, you're asking why so many players and staff are consistently infringing the game. His tweet was, watching Bath versus Exeter, why is there eight yellow bibs in the field every stoppage play the game? Which I think um, is... And then Lima Zoparanga said, preach, bro. <laughs> Bad, is... excuse me. I'm just trying to think, isn't that exact... Ben, remember Ben was complaining about some other Northern Hemisphere, but was where it was quite a big match. It was like a derby of some kind. Mm-hmm. Or like if not a derby, but a final even where that kept happening, and that just seems to be emblematic of up north. It is um, gamesmanship and that sort of thing. And what irritates me, it's kind of creeping into the southern hemisphere as mm-hmm. well. Do you notice how often now that the referees chase off the the the, the, the water people? Excuse me, no, no, it's not the correct term at all. It's what came to me came to initially. Yeah. Also, Hydration how long specialist. it takes for a scrum to get set. Thank you. That's way better term. Also, how long it takes for a scrum to be set. I thought there were meant to be rules now. There the is. 60 seconds and the re- Isn't that the Aussie yeah, but the referees aren't. It's the Aussies, though. I don't think it's Aotearoa Cats. No, but they're not enforcing it anyway. Everyone just stands around. Um, yeah. Not good having a rule if it's not enforced. Um, so, so, I agree with Bowden Barrett, by the way. They've also got, I think, 30 seconds or 60 seconds after taking a penalty to return to the middle which i prefer yeah. that was also penalties take ages and yeah it's just, there's so much time time lost the game can be sped up look we are sympathetic to the players that's or, i don't know to the forward packs that they, they could take a breather but there's just the, if you've seen old school clips of scrums how quickly they got set versus now i understand versus now you're dealing with it at a completely different magnitude yeah. Of human force. It's, it's, it's still it's eight. It's just eight guys pushing versus like an an actual scrum now. Yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. If they could just speed it up, that would be nice. 
All right. Um, let's see what else is going on. Right. Escom, who is Mark Van Staden, he is confirmed to be leaving the Bulls. Where's he going up north? He's going to Leicester. Leicester. Nice. And he Leicester. will be there in June. Who is this? Leicester? They've got uh, quite a decent pack going on right now, don't they? Uh, they do, actually. Um, so I don't have the full team in front of me, but I think they do. Um, sorry, my eyes just got caught by board being bowled out for 16. I always thought he was called Escom just because of his electricity in the field and his work rate. But, I mean, Sport24 said it's for putting a few lights out over his career. That seems a little no, that's, doesn't seem That no. sounds like crap to me. That just sounds like them trying to force it. Yeah. So, look, another is that player. Um, but maybe this is why Jake White was recruiting 5,000 loose forwards for uh, for the Bills. So, uh, good luck to Mark Van Staden. He will be received well. He is definitely one of the standout super rugby level players in South Africa, that's for sure. Hasn't really played a lot of tests with the box, hasn't shined as such. But I wish him the best of luck, and I'm sure he'll find success. They've got a bunch the... of Argentinians. Okay. And the Dorla. Ah, that didn't tell you. He'll fit right in. And Harry and Potter plays be... for them too. <laughs> for Mel the Rebels, famous Harry Potter. I played like one game for them. Or something. Oh, um, fuck, it's Jasper, Vis- Jasper Visser's squad as well. I'm just scrolling oh, through their squad list now. I forgot here yeah, that Leicester Tigers where he ended up. Yeah, so some folks are just like coining it. And by coining it, it's just the exchange rate. I don't actually know if he's been paid well <laughs> or not. But we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll see how it comes out in the wash. Just a wish a visa, excuse me, I've had a bit of wine okay. and some uh, and, and some crackers. Um, while speaking of wine, the Western Cape, by the way, if, if ever there's tourism to South Africa again, they do love wine. And in the Western Cape, there's the Western Province Rugby Football Union, and apparently SA Rugby, according to a report, Ooh. has warned them. Yes, could be forced. Thanks, Ant. By the way, for the link, could be forced to intervene. If things do not improve in the Cape, it was, uh, in short, it's a shit show, a burning, a dumpster fire. Reports said that uh, officials held an emergency meeting with Zalt Marais, the crony slash province, Western Province Rugby Football Union president, and the professional arm, um, the Western Province professional rugby on Friday, professional being a misnomer. It's as long as the professional arm, isn't it? Ah, yes, it is the commercial arm. Something. So thank you. Professional speaks about competence. Yeah, the report like... added that the SRAP threatened uh, Western Province with a takeover of its operations if the union's current problems were not resolved. This comes off to a letter supported by Western Province's senior clubs was reportedly sent to SRAP asking to intervene. Um, okay, this is blah, 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 blah. That's all the deals. Uh, but Western Province, they, they are still searching for a new chief executive. Mm. And they've approached um, Edward Kutsia at the Sharks and and Edgar Rathbone, the Bulls. Um, and I believe both turned them down. I wouldn't touch them with a barge ball. Oh, I wouldn't they, will... they have to go outside of the country, I think. If they want no, to see. they are, but that, yeah, playing in ignorance. Um, I, I said I'd turn down, turn, they're more infectious than COVID. So it might have been bad taste, but it's just, I wouldn't, that's how radioactive they are right now. Um, they haven't been without a CEO since early last year. And uh, Jeanne Morat appeared to be as the interim CEO, but was suspended for allegedly leaking information to the media. I don't know if he's a relation of Salman Ramorat, the player. Um, no, I think that which... surname just goes around. Oh, okay, touche. Well, I'm just, I I think... was just wondering, but maybe it was the coincidence. But John, what's the problem? It's a shit show. As Alma is a crony, he doesn't know what he's doing. I know I've been saying it, but we'll leave it at that. Um, 
So you see, oh, without Alexia to temper your mood about <laughs> about Western yeah. Province. Yes, no, I, I try to go through it quickly. So I know people are very sick of me talking about it. It's just really annoying. That's uh, nice Rabbi to know that the Kings are the, aren't the only ones falling apart, though. Sorry. Ah, but the Kings have been... The Kings have been... Kings are falling apart, a, but still. Yes, they've had administrative problems for years. Province, this disaster is very much man-made. That's mm. for sure. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess the province... It's the same. I guess the kings are the same thing, but they they also have deep structural problems um, as well. Western province yeah. should be one of the biggest unions in the country, and they've got no excuses. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of a union that wants to be bigger, Rugby Australia, they have approved plans to seek an injection of private capital, which chairperson Hamish McLennan said had the potential to spark an exciting period for the cash-strapped game. Um, I mean, there's already been deals in. Europe and New Zealand rugby is considering that. The concept is new for Australia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and Australia, I mean, are, are rugby Australia posted a 10 million Aussie dollar, which is about 7.7 US dollars or about 100 million rand deficit in 2019. With those 2020 numbers due for release in the coming months, there's a good chance also it will be a loss because they lost Qantas, a long time sponsor, and a downgraded broadcast deal. Um, so it's unsure whether they're going to sell any super happy component of the business, whether they might emulate New Zealand concert a whole of business approach that would include the one I imagine they probably will do so. Um, so like interesting times, we'll see what happens there. Also be interesting to know who, um, might be interested in the club game because I know the club game is, is in decent, decent tech in, in Australia. God, the, those guys that are involved. Someone Gill that's involved with the MLR isn't or isn't going to push to get into Australia because as good as MLR is, the Australian influence creeping in with that with the Gill teenies and the Gill gronies is abysmal <laughs> and it's a, such a terrible idea and that's directly from Australia. Though I think their squads are shaping up nicely because they're pulling in a couple of like old Australian hats, which is not a bad idea for that league. But still, like no. having. Some moron with that with the, with the, that much power to name name two teams after two made up drinks named after himself, fucking bullshit. Uh, that's pretty pretty epic though. To have a team named named after yourself. Two would you, teams. Would you want a team? Two teams named after two drinks that you've invented or no that don't exist yet named after yourself. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go that route. But maybe the Alcatinis, they, they're the ones who they're going to light it up. You, you never know. Well, that's so, funny, um, funny you say that. That's what the fans online would prefer them to be, the LA Lights. Oh, that'd be a good one. It's a good um, name, yeah? I mean, there's, it is. There's a... I'm just trying to think who... What's what's that song? It's by, by Journey. I don't know if the last is about LA, um, but it's quite it's, quite, it's uh, quite a track, very old school. So, um, sorry, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little bit off track. I'm busy thinking about that as Skyline and all that sort of thing. We'll, we'll leave it at that uh, for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Saracens, they lost again to uh, Cornish in, Pirates. Yes, in the, in, the, in, the, in their debut. Of the second serving rugby, 25-17 to the Pirates. Apparently, they're complaining about everybody loving their defeats. Um, well, fuck it. Shit. If Vincent Koch can't can't keep up against, I saw a literal mechanic and confectioner 
then they don't deserve to win. The guys they no. lost to were like part-timers. No, exactly. Um, so I, I, I don't feel sorry for them whatsoever. So there's, so. An, there's an interesting shot here because uh, the, the, what is it, RFU is most of the English rugby union. Yes. They want to ring fence the premiership so that like no one can promote up because they feel like the teams coming up from the championship would sort of somehow weaken the product. I mean, the Bears were one of the more recent promotions and look how well they're doing. And I think they've only been there for three seasons. And look how fucking the Saracens are tanking it in the championship. So yeah. like the, the whole argument for ring fencing is basically being shot in the foot by the Saracens right now. Uh, yeah, but they... they yeah, I don't know, they're just doing it because of, ironically, the Saracens as well. And I, I think in part that they draw some... It's always an interesting debate about relegation, whether it's good or bad for rugby. There's um, no sign of claim that if there's no relegation, teams can express themselves a bit better. They're not playing knockout football. Excuse me, knockout rugby football uh, the whole time. Um, so... Or if there's really... I don't know. There's a couple of ways you could approach it. Personally... Uh, <clears throat> I like the uh, idea of promotion relegation, just because then it, it gives a path to other players, and it doesn't monopolize power. Um, but you know, what uh, what do we know on this humble podcast? So hopefully, Sarah doesn't keep losing. That that's more we can ask for. Uh, just a couple of quick bits over here. Sharks head coach Sean Everett, he's extended his contract until 2024 so that's good news for the Sharks having locked in there uh, in terms of the Rainbow Cup um, Dwayne Vermeulen says it could be beneficial if the box do face the Lions in the UK uh, he, he just said it would be really beneficial for us going up against guys who might be selected for the Lions and getting used to the conditions if it happens that we have to go and play the series in the UK so we're still going to find out if we as a South African teams will be allowed into the UK I think with the uh, COVID vaccinations really out in the UK, there's, there's an increased chance uh, of that. And apparently, you know, there's an 8 billion round hole. That's what no lines to across Africa. I just saw the headline. And then at Kings Park, the homes of the Sharks, sorry, at the Johnson Workwear Kings Park, there was a gate named after former Springbok and Sharks coach and uh, legend, of course, you didn't right, Ian McIntosh, that named one of the entry gates. The main educator, excuse me, to Kings Park in his honor. So well done in Macintosh, uh, which is really nice. It's good for him. It's been a stalwart of rugby in the region for for decades, which is which is good. Um, did you see the thing about Zinzabrook? Apparently, he's very much an anti-mask, anti-lockdown crusader. Oh, Christ. The former All Blacks number. It. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, in the, in the UK. All rugby players just need to stay off the fucking me- social media. Yeah, he, he's also against the vaccine passport. Uh, that That's an issue far too complex for us to address here. Uh, we'll avoid that. And apparently a leading New Zealand microbiologist has said that Brooke should stick to what he's good at. Um, just even... It's like someone else tweeted, um, uh, the, when they tweeted now the gyms to remain closed, so someone tweeted, yeah, that's such a good idea with the with the with the uh, obesity epidemic in the UK, 
Which someone replied to, you know, because we had that so covered before COVID. Yes, exactly. And apparently, Brooke, he hasn't been uh, tweeting much in the last five years, but suddenly he was retweeting a string of posts calling for the British public not to wear masks for lockdown and closures to stop. And that for plans of possible vaccine passports are just another attempt by Big Brother State to infiltrate Okay, well, he's gone very much to the right. So, um, yeah. Um, good, good, good luck, Zinzan. You, you got to do what you got to do. Um, let's see. You know, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. We've already done that. Oh, this is the big one. Uh, Rugby Australia. I said we'll get to this. Uh, they're discussing vaccination with the Australian government, but trans-Tasman competition is in doubt. Yes. So, so I mean, in in a nutshell, um, they're hoping because, in theory, if things are going according to plan, the vaccine programs in Australia and New Zealand will be uh, in a place that rugby would need to be by July, which is obviously a little bit late for trans-Tasman, which is expected to take place in May. Um, so rugby Australia, they're looking to a couple of options, hopefully um, get authorization by from the New Zealand and Australian governments to let the players come through and get vaccinated ahead of the time uh, to jump the queue. Because right now they're kind of listed in the same category as the general population in the most parts. Um, and then there's different re- restrictions. New Zealand, obviously, people in the country is very strict mm-hmm. in the different Australian states, uh, Victoria, ACT, West Australia, Queensland in New South Wales, there's a 14-day quarantine and anyone arriving from New Zealand. So uh, if there's the absence of this competition, both um, Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aorotoa, they're going to be extended, uh, most likely. I know many have complained about the battering of bodies in New Zealand. So what are they going to do? Play an extra round each? I don't know. Maybe two or three. I'm not sure. Um, Rugby Australia, I mean, no, when I say next round, I mean, play every, oh. everyone plays everyone once more. Oh, um, so probably home. That's what I meant by round. It's not like uh, one, uh, one yeah, yeah. Five, another but five the, weeks or whatever. Yeah, but uh, apparently, the, all, the, all the Super Rugby clubs they're keen to proceed, but sources told the City Morning Herald that the Warriors, uh, that's New Zealand Rugby, New Zealand's um, Rugby League team, they're staying in Australia. Just don't show there's no issues. Is there the ATU? I think it's in the, in the Super League there that involve us staying there. An RS spokesman confirmed discussions with the Australian government about early about vaccination rollout uh, had taken place, but not denied asking for early access. Um, so I'm just trying to see here. Yeah, I mean the New Zealand players aren't keen. I mean they've spoken about a hub, mm. um, like playing all the games in one place. But a lot of the New Zealand players aren't keen for six weeks away. Oh, well, fuck, they were, remember how much of a shit show they caused when they were maybe going to miss Christmas with their family. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Cricket Australia, they also asked for consideration for the Australian team that gets vaccinated for their February tour to South Africa, which was since cancelled. Um, I mean, fucking over South Africa in the process. Thanks, Cricket Australia. Classic dicks. They don't really care about mm. They don't really care about India and England and, and cricket, but anyway, I can about that. Um, while New Zealand is still considering it. So um, we still have a way to go where this goes. Um, and also the biggest issue is that the vaccinations they're using, you take one and then you, you can only take the second shot a week later, I think. No, uh, it's quite a long bit wait. It's like three or four weeks later normally. Uh, that's one month apart. Yeah. 
if a passport is only issued after this year. So the competition is set to begin in May 14th. So in April next month, they would have had to take the first shot. Yeah. Uh, so so we will see. Times are tough, but um, $100 million has been agreed with nine for the Trans-Tasman competition. Some of that money would have to be given away if um, it doesn't go ahead. So we, we will see in, in that respect what, what happens. So let's, let's actually move on to, to the rugby. I think we're just going to focus on Super Rugby AU and uh, Aotara. Uh, I guess we, let's start with what do you want to speak about first? Let's start from the beginning and work our way. So, Chiefs so, yeah, Islanders. So, yes. Um, a game of a quarter and three quarters, or aka the Jonah and Areki show. Shame, I felt bad for the Chiefs because I thought they were coming back eventually with a coach. Yeah, no, well, they lose, they lose trio, I think looks a lot better, better balanced. Yeah. Um, ironically, without Lachlan Boucher, um, as they had Jacobson, but a Kane and the new six. Sorry, mm-hmm. his name escapes me. And I mean, McKenzie, not as nippy as he was, but still fucking, he was sharp in that, in the first sort of quarter, to the first quarter, third, mm. half hour. Yeah, but uh, Britain Gatlin struggled there. Yeah, shame. I don't think. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad. I'm think... kind of glad I got all the all the trades I did because I had right at the bottom of my trades I had Tamua for Gatland, and I'm so glad that that I wasn't even considered. Yeah, uh, uh, Phil got got Gatland minus. What did he get? Minus two. I think so. Or something like that. Yeah, but it was two of his kicks that led the trials directly. In directly or well, first of all the one the Nareki drive away went 90 meters a positive was a charge down by Nareki and I hate that hey where people just kick a grabber through mm. um even if I mean I don't think he had an overlap but just keep the ball yeah anyway um charge down by Nareki try another kick I think it was just a clearance kick just poor and mm. Nareki picked it up but in, in his defense <clears throat> the Chiefs fell off tackles very easily yeah, so it's kind of like there's, there's only so much you can do. So, I mean, Nareki ran through Brad Weber twice. Anton Brown missed the tackle. Um, I think one of the forwards missed the tackle. So, generally speaking, the tackling was poor. Uh, and look, Nareki targeted the gaps. He was outstanding. Can't be yeah. said. But the tackling from the Chiefs is poor. Uh, but look, that being said, the Highlanders, hey, the most clinical team in New Zealand. Wouldn't you agree? Mm, yeah, I suppose. I wouldn't say most clinical so oh they did a good game though. I really can't fault this game for them at all. No, no, they're outstanding. Um Fala Fakatava. Fakatava, excuse me. Fakatava. He was very good, so yeah. this is what this is what also interests me about New Zealand rugby. It's central contracting. But yeah. in certain positions across the country there's depth. Like Fakatava is obviously quality. Yeah, uh, think... It's not tuning the the hurricanes lines. Yeah. Isn't he? He's not Australian, is he? Ah, uh, New Zealand qualifier. Ooh. I think. No, he, he's a Kiwi, isn't he? He's a Kiwi. I might be wrong. Yeah. From another way. He, I thought he, he was, he was the... very good. Oh shit, yeah, he is. He hasn't played anywhere overseas. Huh? He's born no. Tonga. No, he's, no. He's born in Tonga. That's why. Uh, I see. Yeah, but I mean, he... No, but he's been there since... I think he played 50 minutes. He can, can switch to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, 53 passes, 22 meters, 4 carries, 1 of a try, very nice. That try uh, is quality. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then with three minutes to go, they bring on probably one of the best scrum halves of the modern era in Aaron Smith. So, you, you just see the. Oh, yeah. So the thing is with Smith and Fakatava and the Highlanders, Smith wants to be fit for the next World Cup. And the way mm. for him to do that is to play fewer match minutes. And the way for the Highlanders to do that is to have another scrum half like Fakatava that they can rotate essentially half a game each. Yeah, if you're, if you're a class player, though, do you want to share minutes or play 60, 70 every game? Well, that's the thing. So Smith has chosen to do that. So obviously mm. Fakatava is okay with it as well. For now. Yes, still hasn't signed the contract extension with the Highlanders. Uh, I'm just saying, but either way, I think the Chiefs, the, excuse me, the Highlanders, they benefited tremendously just from having people that, when Smith came on, you could just see how hungry he is. Mm. I mean, he's always generally pretty hungry, in fairness, but he's just like barking at the forwards, still has a crisp pass. Um, they've got all that game now as well. And it really benefits having, I mean, to use the old metaphor, you got the, the old pro and the young prodigy. Uh, that was a huge one for them because the Chiefs just looked, they looked like they ran out of ideas. Yeah. Um, and the quality of the Highlanders bench as well. Liam Squire, Smith coming off the bench as well uh, really helps in a big way. Uh, but look, McKenzie, as you said, McKenzie did have a, uh, had a pretty decent game. I mean, very good game. 85 meters, 12 carries, six defenders beaten, three clean breaks. Um, and look, that try, I'm just trying to think of what well, Jacobson try was fine, but that a clean break. I think it was 13-3, where they created a huge hole in midfield. Just some nice short interpassing mm-hmm. in the midfield. Uh, they popped a huge gap, and Jacobson went through. I was just like, oof, they're here to play. And then they and then they ran out. So what, from your perspective, what kind of went wrong? I mean, I know Nareki was fantastic, think, but, you know, they were cruising. I think, I don't know, maybe they've just been, maybe they just had the confidence for 30 minutes in them and, kind of fell off the wagon because it's not like they were they were playing terribly after that or falling falling away or anything they're slipping tackles in that but and Gatlin I think you can maybe put a lot of it on Gatlin that they just didn't have much in that halfback position in that fly half position because uh, yeah like their forwards played all right their backline wasn't terrible but the backline never ne- necessarily got a ta- decent attacking ball either because I can't remember any real runs from their back line. Um, well, uh, Tenny Nana's terror. He was very good. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had 90 meters, 10 carries, 14 defenders beaten. He, he had a pretty good game, actually. And he, he should have scored a try. Well, actually, no, that back should have been out of carded. <laughs> Do you see that? When he took out uh, Connor Garden Bashup in the air. It's always a tough one because oh, yes, Bashup yeah. had jumped up to catch the ball. Yeah, so, so Bashup. his momentum. I don't think it was intentional. Knocked him, but <clears throat> Gatlin went spinning in the air and the referee just waved it off. I mean, I was very happy with that. Satura <laughs> was in my fantasy team and then mm. Connor got a Bashup and one of the Chiefs tries was offside. And if I hadn't scored, it would have been yellow carded. Yeah. So. So yeah, a bit, of, a bit of a tough one for the Chiefs, and that only gets harder for them. I think they face that's... the Crusaders next. Yeah, and this is now 10 losses in a row for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and so it's a shit and, show. And a big <clears throat> fucking ask for them to get to break that streak and not make it 11 next week. Or this week. Yeah. I mean, they're probably playing the best clubs out in the world. 
yeah, which would be shame. the most international side. And they're playing the Crusaders at Christchurch as well, so it's not even like they've yeah. got Waikato to help them. Mm-hmm. I also think the Hardeners, they benefited from having um, Joshuaani at 10 and then yes. Mitch Hunt in 15. Uh, he was really good at just, it, Yeah, I mean, it, it put my boy Solomon Alamalu on the bench. Uh, I have a deep heart for Alamalu, but um, I think they just benefited from the general leadership. Again, they got two decent tens, um, two great nines, it would appear. Um, and they're not the only, only place in the, I mean, the Crusaders, they just ooze quality across the park. Mm. So, yeah, the Chiefs are suffering a little bit. It was for now. That's the new guy. Yeah. Um, so Fanal wasn't terrible. No, no, no. He, I think he added some depth. They had, um, they had we'll three ah. debuts. They had him. They mm. had Mafalia or chief debuts, let's say Mafalia mm. and Jonah Lowe. Yeah, and Lowe hardly saw the ball. Yeah, shame. He did chase down. Who did he chase down? Nareki. Shame. He almost yeah. rolled him in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm expecting some changes. I mean, they had Sean Wanyu starting at 13. Yeah. I think they'll be better served putting him out on the wing as well. He's a good footballer. He's a good player. He's not a flash, but I think he's just a quality player. Um, and you'll see Alex uh, Nakavel start at 13. Mm. I will not I'll be trading for him. He, he, he's there, my thoughts, but I don't think I'll be trading for him. And then even, um, I don't know why he's on the bench as well. Sean Stevenson, good player. Um, you might see him moving to 15 and then DMAC at 10. If, because yeah, they Gatlin, need that control. Yeah, if Gatlin uh, gets ditched. I think he will. You remember that, that knock-on? McKenzie threw the ball into him, I think it was second half. Yeah, it wasn't a great pass, but he felt really it. And, and you could just see that way he dropped it. Confidence had just drained away from him. Yeah. Um, and you could uh, you could just see the team were broken by that. So I don't think Gatlin's coming back. I, I did feel a little bit for him, but it is what it is. That's professional sport for you. Um, well, yeah, we'll do the New Zealand game. So then on set on Sunday, the game was New delayed Zealand by a database of COVID. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to Australia. Aren't there a bunch of... Uh, the cru- no, never mind. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, aren't there a bunch of games set for New Zealand now? Uh, for Pretty. Sunday. Like a whole... They're yes. essentially playing Friday, Sunday for quite a few of the weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame them, eh? Uh, it's mm-hmm. just nice playing downtown footy. I'm good yeah. for the crowds. So then they're fair enough. It just does make our life a bit difficult from a mm-hmm. uh, lineup's point of view. Hence, you got to have a bench in fantasy. But that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, uh, the Crusaders, they beat the Hurricanes 33 16. And so the. the Essentially the a hat trick by Cody Pretty much. I mean, and Moanga's try, he could have hung on to it. Yeah. And I read an article about him that he, he's just changed his fitness routine and everything he is looking leaner he is looking but, i mean both those tries i mean well, the, the one try okay, the one off the, the i think it's his second try the one off the back of the line out was just cheeky that was just no, right. but even that was just right like he good foresight by him good re, excellent reactions by him but it was right place right time yeah, but even his other try off the penalty, where the Hurricanes went asleep, everybody had set, yeah. wasn't a case of the England-Wales game. No, he definitely. just scored. No, definitely. Like, that's what I say. The first the first try was was good hard work. It's that second one that I was saying, like, right place, right time, but he's still excellent fucking reflexes by him. Oh, uh, I mean, he, he, and the, so the try to, to Rishi Moanga, great. He just chopped the gap. Also, um, and he looked quick. 
Drummond needs some credit for Richie Mongo's try as well because he managed to offload that thing, realizing the second he got the ball that he's not going to do anything with it and gave it to Richie rather. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Drummond, good player. Same as Brent Hall. I mean, that's a relationship where they share minutes and they're perfectly happy. Uh, I mean, Brent Hall at the Blues Hills, all right, but not at the Crusaders. Offers a slightly different skill set compared to Mitch Drummond. He's a slightly better kicker. Um, while Drummond's pass is a little snappier, so you get a little bit... A little bit of a difference. The turning point in the game is probably Artie Sevier when the I think he collapsed the more in the 19th minute and then got yellow carded. And the Crusaders went on to score through Taylor, Mwanga, Blackadder, which they barged over, and Scott Barrett just as he came back on. Barrett's came back, or after came back wing try. That was great though. Yeah. Uh, I love Scott Barrett. I'm sad I didn't pick him up uh, in the draft. I mean, the Hurricanes were a lot better in the second half, but again, Jackson got him batch up. Uh, maybe not the best 10. He wasn't too bad last year, but even a halfback. Jonathan Tatamani, he didn't have a very good first half. Uh, second half, I think it was through, I'm just trying to find it here, Campbell. He usually looks snappy, Luke Campbell. Um, that's all you can really ask. He played the second half. That's all you can really ask. If It's not like Joe Powell. Joe Powell light. Joe Powell doesn't do much apart from he's got a good pass. He's at the ruck. Quick delivery. I think that's the minimum that, that the Hurricane should be aiming for. Yeah. And they face a very similar conundrum, same as the Chiefs. Do they move Geordie Barrett at 10? Geordie Barrett is playing at 10 most of the second half. Yeah, I suppose he was. I think that's right. But I don't like, think like that's... But mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best choice for Geordie to play him at 10. I don't no. like it. Maybe, the problem is pushing from 15 to 12 is also a bit of a stretch. Like, I think he's best served at 15 for now. Yeah, I mean, in the sense of they're okay. Like a Peter Amon yeah, exactly. That's I'm like I don't know why I got dropped last week. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also, look, they got Rassi. I, I, I don't know if Wes Kherson can... I don't think he can play 15. Um, Junior Sevier severe certainly can't. Um, so, uh, I'll argue they should move Jordy to 10. I know it's not his best position, but overall he'll serve the team a, a little better. By, by going that route. So, a pretty convincing win. We'll see. I'm, I'm just saying, they look better. Jordi was playing at 10. Mm, most okay. of the second half and getting most of the balls. Um, yeah, Blackadder might not be back this coming week. He did go off with a concussion. He looked properly concussed. Yeah. He, he needed to be just like, yeah, let's just sit off the field. So, we will see what's happened. Big loss. For the Hurricanes and huge. And it's in news. He had an arm injury. Yeah. So he's definitely out for this coming week, and we'll see how many more. So Ricky Ricketelli will be taking in. I think it's a big blow to Anne's fantasy chances. I wonder if he needs a new hooker. Back. Oh, that's true. Because this is yeah, his last season. Where... Yeah, but I don't know what his deal is. I, mean, I assume he's injured. Um, Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just keep an eye out. Adam, just put in, the, put in the email for calls now. Just get it over and done with no, no, no. I've already sent my trade email for Tuesday today. I, I, I know Alex gives me shit for it, but I do it because I, I don't want to forget. Just send an That's alarm all. on your phone. Dude, my life is busy. You know, when I want to do something, I'm going to do it then and there. Okay. I'll just see your eighth, uh, eighth email for one trade on Tuesday. No, I only sent three. So far. Sunday. Not so far. Just, just to that, um, someone who looked really good is Ben's favorite player, 
so there's a reality. And I, I mentioned his name a couple of times. He played 23 minutes, but he created the gap. Mm-hmm. His big run, five runs, 58 meters, three defense beaten, one clean break. He just adds a lot of energy yeah. to the Hurricanes, Hurricanes lineup. And Alex did some good work in drafting him last week. That was quite a quite a or was it on Sunday? No. no it yeah, wasn't Sunday. Week. It was quite Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It's quite a visionary pickup. Gotta say, he's just gonna hang on to him. So yeah, the Crusaders roll on. Just the fixtures this week. Oh, we need to do Super Roo. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done Australian fixtures yet. Yeah, no, 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 no. We could just do the Super Brew now for them since we're on the topic. Okay. Uh, Crusaders Chiefs and Blues Highlanders. Oh, it's going to be a good game on Sunday, actually, yeah. at Eden Park. Jesus, at 4.35 South oh, African Christ, time. I was hoping to wake up at top for six for it. No, there's a chance I'll be awake. Yeah, but you've got <laughs> to my door. Try. Yeah, but I won't be able to watch, really. Let's just say getting out of bed at the moment is a bit of a hack. All right, so how much are we going to say the Crusaders win by? Mm, 30. I'm going to take you down a notch to 27. 27. Mm. And now the, the actual tough one, Blues Highlanders. Mm. In Auckland. I reckon the Highlanders will win by... Jesus. Uh, um, I got to the Blues. Do you have the Bitcoin? Yes. Okay, okay. okay. can you flip it? So heads, heads home. Tails. Yeah, heads is home. Heads. B for heads. So Blues win. Okay. If we screw this up, then uh, it's my fault. Also, we've got a ranking to defend, dude. We are, as a pod, we are 363rd. Out of 26,000 in the world, and 54. <coughs> I mean, me. out of 11,000 in South Africa. Did we Grand Slam last week on this one? We should have, I'm sure. So let's have a look. We no, we didn't. We didn't get the match. We didn't get the uh, the prediction point. But we nailed. We got the. We got it for the Crusaders game. So it's pretty decent shape. Okay. Right. So, moving on to Australia. Super Rugby AU. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I know you're going to talk about... Who's the guy that plays Thor? The actor, suddenly... Um, my Chris name Hemsworth. is lost. Yes. And he's got a brother called Liam Hemsworth. Everybody calls Liam Hemsworth Baby Thor. When I think of the Tars, the New South Wales Warrior Tars, I always think of Baby Tars. Just because they, they are literally children. The amount of experience they have. Um, I don't know who they were playing the other day, but whoever they were up against had more international caps than the entire team had Super AB caps. Was that last so, week? first game of the day, uh, I was last week, excuse me. So, it was Waratah 16, Western Force 20 in the West Bank Stadium in Western Sydney. They never seemed to win there. Um, I mean, they opened the Scoring with Pareki and then three and then the penalty or conversion penalties they're doing well. Um, and in the fourth game, I like Fergus Lee Warner scored a great try. Um, and Tim Anstey, my new pickup, also. But as a prop, Matt, who's used to standing in, in lineouts, yeah. the fact that he literally was first phase ball, ran straight to the line and then wasn't stopped. 
Yeah, I know that was gross. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Reddy got a second yellow card, I think, in two or three Super Rugby games. I think the last. What did someone say? Didn't someone say he's sitting on like something like two red cards in the last four Super four matches? Yeah, yeah that was me. Yeah, because last year, the last game before Super Rugby got canned in Australia against the, he was playing for the Crusaders, but they left half the team at home against the Reds, and he got recorded as well for the game. And he had it coming through a punch. So yeah. it's it's just didn't he? It was pretty dumb. No, this wasn't the one where. No, isn't this also the one where he threw a punch? No. Yeah, he threw a punch. Yeah, he, he threw, threw a punch on both. Yeah, threw so a punch. He, 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 <laughs> and Ray players these days are generally pretty good. He needs to go for anger management issues. Yeah, there's career along with career management issues. Um, I I I think the start of the shows for the force Lee Warner. I mean, 17... Who picked him up? Rich. His fantasy team is killing us at the moment. Uh, 17 rounds, 48 meters, three defenders beaten. Um, and then they lose forwards in total. Uh, Anstey, 52 meters, 10 runs. Uh, then you also had the likes of Stunder, 14 runs, 22 meters. And it, Koteka, 10 runs, 14 meters. I think you must be careful, though, because I think this is the force measuring up against the Tars. I think next week That's it's true. not going to be as bright. I think next week it's the... Rebels. Rebels, but they are playing in Perth. Mm. Oh, it's just the work rate. Yeah. I don't think they're the most skillful team, but the work rate, you can just see there through sheer work rate and bloody mindedness. Yeah. They're highly quality. Um, and, that, and, and that's kind of how they just beat... beat that lack of experience in one... Um, from the Waratahs, but the Western Force is sheer work rate. Just bashing away. Um, and just, I mean, they got a couple of experienced footballers Jeremy Thrush, um, former All Black, and Richard Kahui. I think he's also a former Kahui All Black. had a good game, actually. No, he did. He, he did. He, let's see here. He, he, a ton of runs. Let's mm. see here. Trying to find it. Here we are. 15 runs, 50 meters, 18 passes. Which is a lot, actually. So distributor in chief, along with runnings, even Tony Pulu, he had a decent game. Thomas Cupelli, 103 passes. He was pivotal, and also I think key moment in the game is when per Pateki, Pareki, excuse me, was heading to the line and Cupelli shot the ball of him. And I think if he hadn't done that, Pareki could have scored. I mean, yeah. that would have gotten more points for it. But key moments, and he was outstanding. He really was. He, he was a real cut above driver in the force. As well, so well done. The the Western Force. I don't think they'll they won't blow the light out necessarily, but they're going to be a hardworking team to knock over. That's why I think the game against the Rebels is going to be so intriguing because the Rebels carry many of those same qualities. Um, again, <laughs> the last kick of the game screws them. Oh, well, they didn't miss it this time. Uh, Ryan Onegren with an outstanding close. kick. Was it on the halfway line? It was close, close, as close to. I think it was in their half. It was technically over. It was a more than it a, an it was a longer than a 50 meter kick. Yeah, and at an angle, and he nailed it. So great kick. Because um, I mean, Nick White didn't have a great game. He came off the bench, uh, opened up a line break for Tom Banks's try. So again, depth and positions is so so important. Um, maybe it wouldn't be as effective if he started earlier. But the fact he uh, he takes over goal kicking, what an asset. Um, Primary 27, Rebels 24. Uh, Matt Timmer, he's the guy that did most of the work. I mean, Kirk Tony Penny's one, two, three, four, five, six. So, yeah, all the seven penalties. 
um, from Atsumo. So that was all their points. Yes, yeah. no, it was. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, and uh, Ikitao got a try. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Rebels are interesting. I mean, Dave Vessels, their coach, is obviously a bit upset that they ended up losing. But they, I don't want to call them a spoiler team. Where do you bring a team down to their level? Which is a skill in itself. They're like yeah. really the strength of the again. opposition. Yeah. Um, to that, I mean, the and they've got guys like, I mean, they Hodge, Powell, Corey uh, Beatty. Corey Beatty had a great game. And left him on his fantasy bench. 70 points squandered. Sorry, Ant. I sent him a fine for that. Um, just so, so you know, it's coming. Yeah, so the Rebels scream hard working. And also, they're still missing Dan Hadapelli. Who suffered from concussion? Was, so you don't really know when he's coming back. They were probably going to miss Pony next week. Yes. Because of, what do you think about record? Shame. It's rough, but it's it's within the law. Like, uh, it's the problem is it's within the law. It should be a red. I don't think he's going to get banned for particularly long. I think he's going to sit out. A, I think Alito is going to probably sit out a week or two. I don't know if it, if it, three games. Have they decided already? Three games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been bad for three games. Yeah, fair. Because, I mean, yeah, shame. It sucks. But, yeah, anyway, that's what it is. The, I mean, one of the weeks is a bye. So he's missing two games, uh, but still. Um, I saw someone, I don't know if it was a tweet or something like that, because the rule in Australia is now, and I actually do like it, is the red card is 20 minutes Yeah. So without a player. That's New Zealand as well. New Zealand did it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if a player gets recorded 20 minutes without the player, and then that player can be replaced, but then it ruins the spectacle. But then someone made the point with Pony being taken off the field, not playing next week, um, out of band, it's a transaction in a way. Yeah. It's not as severe as if someone gets redded and then goes away. Um, I'm overall, overall supportive of it in a way. Um, I, just, I think the Pony incident was just a bit unfortunately the worst side of it yeah yes exactly um so yeah, rebels a bit unlucky brumbies weren't didn't run right but they got it done um so yeah i guess is there any further you want to add to that game no just yeah unlucky with that last last kick there for the rebels but yeah otherwise good game i actually enjoyed it it was yes. a nice nice little back and forth game Mm. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can just wrap the pod then with... Oh, wait. Super Brew. Yes. Okay. So now I was going to say with Super Brew. So Friday, we have in Perth, Force, Force versus Rebels. Rebels, I think, are eventually going to win a game. But not by much. Like five. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take your Rebels for five. Um, and then Brumby's Reds... This is a tough one. I've already picked the Brumbies, though. I, I, I'd still pick the Brumbies, hey? Yeah, I think I'd take, take the Brumbies. But yeah. not oh, by not my, I think, yeah. Yeah, I would well, go a full see. seven. I would say a full seven. Uh, okay, I was going to say three, but we'll split it at five. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Elite Rugby Bands. If you have been listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Matt, thank you. Thanks for joining me. That's Sorry, I know uh, I did a lot of the talking. No, it's fine. Uh, it's been it was been fun passengering this one and have just guiding you carefully. Cool.
No, that, that, I appreciate the guidance. I'll let you go. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for listening. We will be back next week with the next episode.